0: Welcome to Around the Table. We seek to be like Jesus in thought, action, and character, and to live the entire counsel of His Word. That's our church's guiding principle B. It's an impossibly high standard, but one we must strive for. In this episode, our guests share how they seek to apply this principle in their lives. Trying to be like Jesus is challenging to say the least, and yet we know the more we are like Jesus, the better we'll respond to those around us in a God-honoring way. This begs to answer the question, how do we become more like Jesus? I'm Trent Meese, and I'm the elder of the Eureka, Illinois congregation. And with me today, I have Sister Jenna Harder from our Denver, Colorado congregation. Greetings, Jenna. It's good to have you.
1: Greetings, Trent. It's good to be here. I participated in the, in the development of the Guiding Principles over the last few years And I'm really looking forward to connecting again today.
0: Also, we have with us Brother Bob Daughter, who is the elder of the Sardis, Ohio congregation. Greetings, Bob.
2: Thank you, Brother Trent and Sister Jenna. It's good to be here with both of you to visit together. Being more like Jesus is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I know we could talk about this for hours, but look forward to covering a few big points on our guiding principles and give us all some helpful things to think about.
0: Bob and Jenna, Guiding Principle B states that we seek to be like Jesus in thought, action, and character, and to live the entire counsel of his word. So how do we become more like Jesus?
2: Well, Trent, for me, it seems like if we're going to be like somebody, we first need to know you know, who they are and how they think and what they did. I can remember back as a kid, I was hanging out with some older boys at a park, and I was watching them. I saw what they did, how they acted, and you know, they were bigger than I was. They were stronger and faster and smarter. And they were kind of the big boys. And I was looking up to them. I remember my mom came over after a while and she took a picture of us boys. And I was in the same kind of cool posture that they were. And now I look at that picture, which I still have, kind of reminds me of me trying to be like one of the big boys. When we think of first John two, six, it just reminds us to walk as Jesus walked. And so if we're gonna be like Christ. We need to make a conscious effort to understand how Jesus acted and to follow that. And the four Gospels, they're a great way to learn the heart and mind of Jesus. His response to temptations, to questions, his compassion for the suffering, his dedication to the work that God laid out for him. I guess just in terms of how do we be more like Jesus, for me, it begins with reading the Gospels and then reading them again. Jenna, I don't suppose you try to be like one of the big boys, but how would you say we become more like Jesus?
1: Thanks for sharing that, Bob. I love that story about wanting to be like someone. I'm guessing all of us have some kind of similar memory. For me, I was probably a bit older in my growing up years, and instead of boys at a park, it was my grandpa. My grandpa was someone I always saw modeling behaviors of Christ. I remember him in any situation, he would respond patiently, he cared for people, he always treated people kindly, and he spent a lot of time in the Word, reading and learning through his entire life. That really made an impression on me. When I was older, I realized he spent so much time with Jesus so he could become more like him. In my life, I I feel I'm surrounded by so many influences that I need to really be intentional about filling my mind and heart with Jesus so it's him that I reflect rather than the other people and influences I'm around. Colossians 3 tells us to set our affections on things above and to seek heavenly things since we're of Christ and not of this world. So to keep my thoughts focused on Jesus and to learn more about him, I personally, I enjoy studying the word. I enjoy reading in historical context to help me better understand the Bible and then discussing what I'm reading and learning with other believers. I often ask myself how Jesus would respond to situations I'm facing or how he would respond to challenging world events today. I think I had this question a lot in the past year. And those questions usually point me back to study of the Word to really learn how Jesus would respond. Trent, what would you say? What helps you become more like Jesus?
0: Well, I certainly agree with you and Bob. It's uh, the Scripture is a great way to understand who Jesus is, and and certainly examples that we see in life is really a, a key way for us to to grow in our in our understanding of Jesus and to try to be like Him. The the word just points to Jesus throughout the whole thing, the gospels. And then just the entire word really points to Jesus and and how he is and how he would like us to be. I think a a couple other ways that, that I think are uh, important avenues. Uh, One is um, prayer. And the other is the, the Holy spirit, listening to the Holy spirit. Those are really keys to being more like Jesus. You know, one of the things I think, um, the disciples, I think, asked Jesus to increase their faith, and uh, certainly that's important. I think also we can pray to Jesus that He'll He'll make us more and more like He is as we as we seek to serve Him. And so we we pray and we ask Him. You know, what does He think about a situation? What would He do uh, in the spot we're at? How would He react? And then we listen to the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, we uh, as an elder body read through the first ten chapters of Acts, kind of together. And it just really impressed me how much the disciples um, looked to the Holy Spirit to to guide them, uh, to make them be more like Jesus and to do the things that Jesus would uh, want them to do. They just uh, really had that focus. And I think um, that we would be prayerful that God's Holy Spirit would fill us so that we can be more like Jesus is another way, I think, that can really, really help us in being more like him. But, you know, all the things we've talked about, the Bible, uh, prayer, the Holy Spirit, God-like examples, those are tremendous ways to help us to become more like Jesus. You know, it's like all things. We can have it all in our heads and stuff, but we always got to put things into practice. And I think that's an important part of it, too. We live in a in a world where there's always opportunities to respond in a, in a way that Jesus would. And then we also have a church family that, that it's this group of people that we interact with and have close relationships with and, and gives us the opportunity uh, also to to be like Jesus. And one of the parts of the Bible or some things in the Bible that I really appreciate is the uh, the one-anothers. You know, throughout the Bible, there's all kinds of, of one-anothers that we're supposed to, to, to do to one another. Uh, there's a, a, a document I have that lists out, a lot of the one another's and others. And I think it's about 35 of them. Uh, You know, some of them include loving one another and forbearing one another and forgiving one another, uh, comforting one another, admonishing one another, just, just on and on the, the one another. So I think those are just some, some great ways that we can, we can practice being like Jesus.
1: Trent, that is such a great point. What an opportunity we have to show Christ like love and behavior in our church family. But also the benefit we get in being part of this church family where, you know, the body of Christ, we're all trying to be more like Jesus and modeling that for one another. I've heard before someone once said you're like the five people you spend the most time with because it's those people who are going to rub off on you. And that's one reason I, I do find the body of Christ so helpful. We see other believers model and encourage healthy habits and behaviors like those one another's that you mentioned. And that helps us all become more like Christ. Personally, I had an experience right after college, I moved to the East Coast to start my first full, full full-time job. And I was suddenly in a corporate work setting, surrounded by all different types of people and leadership styles and behaviors. I was faced with a lot of very new situations, and often I wasn't sure how to respond as a Christian. And I was attending a new church. I was attending Rockville now, and the Rockville church body was so helpful to me at that time, they welcomed me in, but they also provided love and counsel and pointed me to Christ when many of the examples I was surrounded by were not Christ-like. So they modeled living like Jesus, which then helped me learn and hopefully also live more like Jesus.
2: That's such a, a neat example. And I like the fact that you you know pointed out that we become like those that, that were around us. So My mind went to a little bit of a marriage where... Two people get married, and they may be a, a quite a bit different, but over time, they begin to grow and, and to act more like like their spouse, and that's really a, a neat thing to re- remember that who we are with is who we'll tend to be more and more like. Thinking then back to how the body of Christ helps us be a little more like Jesus, um, in terms of application, you know, if a, a picture is worth a thousand words, then to me, an example is worth 10,000 words. And so, being able to see a, a brother or sister live as Jesus, respond as Jesus did, is just so—it's—it's it's impactful. It's—it's it's motivating to me, and it helps me remember a little bit more uh, the example. Uh, a number of years ago, when I was—I was younger, I was—I thought I was going to teach somebody a lesson, but I ended up being the one getting taught. There was another another brother, and I just saw something he was doing. I thought you know, I think he could improve if he would do just things a little bit different. And I, I remember just kind of trying to gently approach him and point out without being too critical that, you know, here's just an area where he could improve. Uh, his response to me, I'll, I'll never forget. He simply responded in the spirit of Matthew five thirty nine, And he responded and he wasn't critical of me at all. He just shared actually a compliment and it it made me reflect that even though he probably felt like he was being attacked a little bit, here he responded very peaceably and very very Christ-like, of, I don't want to say turning the other cheek, but actually turning into a compliment. So that's that's been impactful for me, that you know, we can be more like Christ. And the body of Christ helps us do that as we see brothers and sisters be good examples for how Christ acted.
0: Well, I love the examples that you both have given. <laughs> You know, as I think of the church family, you know, I, I can't express enough what the examples that the church body uh, meant to me growing up when I was unconverted and, and even in my converted life. You know, I just think back to the, you know, the Sunday school teachers love and concern, uh, the kind words that people gave the support and, and kindness and in and times of, of trouble, just the help that we get in the most difficult times of life and, and, the example of Christ working in other believers um, and in our church body is such a tremendous thing, and, and helping me to be to be more like Christ. Um, another thing that helps is is maybe something um, I don't often appreciate enough, but it's those those times um, when I deal with with maybe my imperfectness or with the imperfectness of my brothers and sisters. When there's those times of Conflict, um, you know, it can be just as simple as maybe a little disagreement on what a certain scripture means, and we have that that time period where we have the discussion and the in the iron sharpening iron. But it can also be other times when maybe there's there's more of a conflict, uh, more of a tension, where there's some pretty strong differing opinions and some some high emotions that come into that. But I think those are important for us because when we can go through those periods of time and and see maybe ways that we fail and we have to through tears and apologies um, ask for forgiveness for some way we've reacted or responded or, or maybe it's seeing someone else respond in a positive way. I I just think those times of conflict and tension can be such a help in us understanding ourselves and understanding how to deal with things uh, in a Christ like manner. It really is a is a point where the where we we really just have to <laughs> depend upon Christ to guide us through it. And and I I feel like I fail so many times at that. But and and my desire is to to run away from conflict. But I don't think we should avoid conflict. I think we need to to learn how to handle it in a Christ like manner. Um, it's it's hard and it's sometimes difficult to work through. You know those things, and sometimes it's hard to work through how we've been treated um, if the other side didn't handle it in a Christ-like manner. But in the end, the the hard things in life are really often the things that that help shape us uh, to be be a, a more Christ-like person.
1: That is so true, Trent. We won't be able to, and we shouldn't avoid conflict. But I'm thinking most of us, and me included, would much prefer to avoid it. It's a lot harder to remain Christ-like through it and even practice and learn how to, how to be Christ-like. I like to consider sometimes how Jesus responded to the Pharisees. He was so often verbally or even physically attacked. And those questioning him, it was pretty obvious that they didn't have positive intent in their questions. They weren't trying to learn. And he was fairly direct in his responses, but he was still calm. We don't see him responding with malice or anger or replying with his own personal attacks. And even when he spoke at length in response to some of them, you can hear the teaching intent behind his words. And there was many people around witnessing, and I think he turned a lot of those uncomfortable situations into really valuable lessons we, we still learn from. For me, I find it really hard sometimes to separate the personal emotion that can arise in these difficult situations. And I don't think I can respond in real time like Jesus would, as, as calmly or as unintentionally as he would. So I've found it's helpful to just take a pause sometimes. Some situations allow it and others don't, whether, you know, a few minutes before I'd respond or even just take a break for a few hours or wait till the next day to respond. I think I've found any emails I send right after a, a stressful interaction are probably not as Christ-like as if I would take a couple hours to really think through what am I feeling and, and how can I better respond as, as Jesus would. Bob, what advice or tips would you have for responding like Jesus in some of these really difficult situations that we, we can't avoid and we shouldn't?
2: Well, Jenna, first of all, I want to just uh, echo the, uh, the notion that, that Christ sometimes paused before he responded and how you found that helpful. And uh, you've you mentioned about sending emails out and that I find that so true. Many times at my job, uh, something will come up, I'll get a little bit worked up and I'll, I'll write down a message or what I intend to say, and then just pausing and waiting, sometimes even till the next day, I'll reread what I wrote, and I always change it. I'm always going back and saying, you know, that wasn't the right tone. Um, it's just not, I'm just thankful when I can pause a little bit, especially in the heat of the emotion. So I, I appreciate that. And it's a nice trait that Jesus had to respond in, in kindness, and he did that sometimes. Uh, another way to help handle a difficult situation, and and there's a lot of them. I think of you know the the hurt hurt can sometimes go deep, you know, really deep, and it leaves scars scars that we can't necessarily forget because we, we see them. And we've got this, you know, in my head, I've got one emotion, maybe feeling a little bit. Um, revengeful or want to kind of get back or, or make things even. And then in my heart, I want to be like Christ. And I want to be a, a sheep before his shears was dumb. So he opened out his mouth, as the scripture says. So another technique there, I'm referring to uh, retired elder brother, Ed Schwartz. He wrote a book called The Gift of Mercy. He talks a little bit about some different techniques of how to, how to extend mercy and forgiveness and one of the takeaways that has really helped me in a practical way is to try to see the other person in the situation that they're in. You know, What pressures does the other person have? Are they stressed? What, what fears do they have? Do they understand what they're even doing? Did they even mean to, to do what they did or realize what it's causing me? And then once I see where they're coming from, then it makes it easier for me to extend mercy and compassion. And this is a technique that that Jesus used to use it there as he was dying on the cross. And he had been beaten, he'd been mocked, he was in agony. Um, Here he is, the end of his life, here on this earth, and he's giving his life. And there on the cross, in Luke 23, 34, it simply says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus was able to make the tie of not only forgiving them, but that they didn't understand who he was as the Messiah or the plan of salvation. Had they really understood that, they wouldn't have been crucifying him. And so then going to apply that to maybe I'm driving to work and I'm in a hurry and somebody cuts me off and, it, you know, my initial reactions get upset. And I think, okay, maybe why did they do that? Maybe they're distracted. Maybe they're late for work. Maybe they're heading to a hospital to see a family member. Yeah, I don't really know. But the situations that they're in, even though Jesus knew, I just know that it helps me be compassionate and show mercy to other people when I think about, okay, what might be some of their pressures? What situation are they in? Jesus can see it. I can't. My role, though, is just to follow Jesus' example, to show love, and mercy, and kindness.
0: Brother Bob, you have just hit upon something that I think is so key you know to step out of of my view and to look at it through someone, else, uh, someone else's uh viewpoint or someone else's lens someone else's perspective can just change the entire view altogether as you said jesus jesus could see into the heart and, and he could see you know the reasons behind things we we don't always have that we don't have that capability that he did and and yet for us to step out and, and to try to take that active view of, of how does it look for somebody else? You know, I think of the, the woman by the well, the Samaritan woman and, and for all intents and purposes, when Jesus went up to her, she looked, uh, to the, on the outside, like a, like a kind of a hardened person, been married a number of times and just a difficult life. And yet Jesus could see in there that there was reasons behind that. And, and he spoke to her and, and, uh, she understood that he was the Messiah and she went forth and, and was, you know, one of the greatest or one of the ones that would really went forth and and preached about him. So, um, I think it's just so important that, as you said, you know, what's the underlying reasons? Is it, is it, um, uh, things going on in their life? Um, why are they behaving the way they are? You know, so often we can take it back to a, a more of a moral issue like where they're just a bad person. But I think what we a lot of times see is there's just a lot of hurt and pain and and things in people's life that that we just don't know about. And so to give them that benefit of the doubt and that looking at a different perspective, I think is just so important.
1: I think Bob and Trent, this piece then about understanding another's perspective then really allows us to get to the the key conclusion, I guess, that we're trying to have in any of these difficult situations, that's then we can forgive them. And if we seek to be like Jesus, that means we also must forgive as, as Jesus really forgave us. In Colossians, Paul is giving believers instructions to be like Jesus, and he also included forgiveness as a key part of that. Colossians 3.13 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, vows of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. I think this is just such an excellent list of how we can be more like Christ, which is really our intent here.
0: Yeah. When we think about the forgiveness of Christ and how he forgave us, the Bible is very clear that um, we've been forgiven so much that we need to forgive others. And, um, trying to keep perspectives and trying to have an understanding heart really, really helps with that. You know, I, I just think that, that, uh, we have, uh, had a really good discussion here. I, I want to thank you both for, for bringing out some different thoughts. You know, again, the guiding principle is, is we seek to be like Jesus in thought action and character and to live the entire counsel of his word. And that is such a, such a challenging thing, you know, we'll never, we'll never reach that. We'll never be like Jesus. And sometimes uh, it can be really discouraging uh, when I look and see how far I am from being like him. But I know he understands. I know he understands uh, that, that our sometimes our best efforts fail, but I, feel so blessed, um, that he loves each one of us, that we are his sons and daughters and, and he just understands our heart. And so that love that he has for us is just such a motivation, um, for us to want to be, to be like him. Maybe as a closing verse, I thought of the verse in first John three, it's at the beginning of the chapter and it says, behold, What a wonderful thought that someday when He returns, we will be like Him and we will be to go to be with Him. Thanks for listening. And if you have comments on Around the Table or ideas for future episodes, let us know. In AC Central, go to the Settings menu, select User Feedback, and when the webpage opens, click the Feedback on Around the Table link. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media,
1: a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church of America.